What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I am your host, Mike Renishin. Joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, the co-host, the best in the biz, Devin the Verified Jackson. Devin, how you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. Uh, it's, it's been a really good, uh, you know, week. You know, birthday was on uh, Sunday. You know, got to celebrate my 25th birthday. Uh, so that was a good day. Uh, Saints got a win. LSU got a win. All my teams got a win, man. Uh, so it was definitely, it was definitely a successful weekend and successful week. Now I'm ready to, you know, get ready for this next week. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, it was a very, very good weekend for you. Your birthday. Happy birthday. Appreciate um, it, sir. Yeah. Um, I used your, your little intro to make sure that the cat had snuck out. So I could, there will be no cat interruptions this week. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about, uh, and not a lot of time to do so because there is so much news, so much reactions that we need to get through. So why don't we start at the top? Bill O'Brien. First, did, did any of us have Bill O'Brien being the first coach fired this year? Absolutely not. Well, here's the thing. I mean, yes, they were given a murderer's row to start the season, even if you went on how the teams were expected to be. You had the Chiefs, the it was, what, Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, Vikings in a row, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and only the Vikings have been have been remotely bad, and they've been bad this year. So 0-4 was not that surprising. It's how bad they've been. And I think the McNair family finally realized that, you know, he's not necessarily a bad coach, but look at what he has done to this franchise. They have no first round pick this year. All right. They're, if the draft were tomorrow, they'd have the second overall pick. That pick belongs to Miami because of Laramie Tunsil, who, by the way, he traded two first round picks for. As well as some, some some other draft capital, and then reset the market on offensive tackles. Laramie Tunsil is making like four million dollars more than any other offensive lineman in the league. He's making wide receiver money, like top end wide receiver money, to be honestly a frankly average offensive tackle. He hasn't played well, and he's making like. He, he's making more than Odell Beckham is, I think. He's making what Kenny Galladay is expected to get in free agency. He's making Michael Thomas money. His contract average is like $21 million a year. Yeah. Um, and he's where been do I bad. Start? That offensive line still sucks. And then he has no offense, no wide receivers to throw to. Thanks, D- New Hopkins. There's my one per episode. Um, and the the running back they traded Hopkins for, David Johnson, we all could have told you was broken down. I mean, where do you even start with this franchise? I mean, first of all. I don't disagree with them, you know, given, you know, allowing Bill O'Brien to make some personal decisions, but allowing him to make these trades, allowing him ha- basically having full power was a mistake. You know, hiring him as a coach wasn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, they made the playoffs perennial year, year, bounced in the first round every time. 
but they made the playoffs. You know, they win in AFC South, you know, be in contention every year. So, you know, from a football coach standpoint, he's not God awful. You know, he's not Adam Gase, Dan Quinn awful, but, you know, he's not great. So now it's like not only did he mess up your football team and mess up their psyche, you know, and now they're severely underperforming, but their roster is terrible. They have a terrible roster, you know, no offensive linemen, no weapons for Deshaun Watson. They just gave an extension to. So now it's like, what are you going to do for your future? Next year, you don't have any draft picks in the first or second round, I believe. Yeah, I don't think they have a second rounder either. So now whoever comes in not only has to win football games, but overcome the fact that they won't be getting any younger. So and, and they and they give and they shelled out the what the most money in the league. Yep. Uh, Clowney traded for absolutely nothing. Dwayne Brown traded for absolutely nothing. They traded the same thing for Brandon Cooks that they that they got for DeAndre Hopkins. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's like, Cooks has been terrible this year. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like they always spend more capital than they receive when they do trades. You know, they never get what their the players that they're sending are worth ever. They always they always get lowballed on that. And they just accept the trade. So, you know what? I mean, thank God he's gone. I know Houston Texans fans are happy that he's finally gone. Not necessarily as a coach, but as, you know, the de facto, you know, GM basically making these moves. Um, So good riddance. So now they basically are a reset back to where they were pre-Bill O'Brien. I mean, it's... It's sad that Deshaun Watson literally has to be on a team that's about to be on a rebuild. Yeah, so it, it it's sad. Um, now, Devin, I'm gonna let you decide in terms of um, the reviews. Do you want to talk about the NFL first? Do you want to talk about college first? Uh, we talk about college first. Uh, go back All to right. that. So I'm just gonna review the games that we previewed last week. So. BYU, they stomped a mud hole in Louisiana Tech, man, on yeah. Friday. Zach <laughs> Wilson, Zach freaking 325, two touchdowns, ran in three more. Man. Like, I know BYU has not had a great schedule so far. They're trying, all right? You know, it's been very tough this year for them to find opponents in the COVID-19 era because it's just really, really tough. you got to find a team that's healthy enough to play, doesn't have any COVID tests, and you know, so it doesn't have any COVID positive rates, and is able to play you on a week's notice. Like, it's, it's yeah. not easy. I mean, Louisiana Tech's not exactly bad, but they just, they just stopped a mud hole in them. Yeah, BYU, man, um, they look really good. Zach Wilson is really getting that attention that he deserves. Uh, you know, like, we, like we've been saying since the summer, you know, Dante Colinelli, our guy at Blue Chip Scouting, he's been all over um, Zach Wilson and, and his game. So now he's getting some attention as potential, you know, a potential top five quarterback in 
this year's draft. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the rest of the season. Obviously, we still have the Big Ten season to play. Uh, Tanner Morgan is still someone <clears throat> that could be in that conversation. Uh, you you have him as the number, your fifth rated quarterback right now. Um, so it will be <laughs> excuse me. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how things continue to progress and uh, how Zach Wilson continues to play. But all you can do is play the teams that you have in front of you. You know, the, despite the competition, despite the record, you just have to play who's in front of you. Uh, and that's what you got to do at the end of the day. And, and that's what would be why you is doing. And Zach Wilson is making tremendous strides as a QB. Uh, so we'll see uh, what happens over the next couple months. You know, still a, a very long process, but we're all we're in October now. So only a couple more months left to for some of these guys to, to really get on the board and, and make some noise. Yeah, for sure. Um, Florida, man, they can put up points. It reminds me, it's so scary that they're the spitting image of LSU last year. This is literally what LSU did last year in terms of putting up a bunch of points and having a superstar at receiver, tight end, whatever, that just dominates every single game. Kyle Pitts is unguardable. Uh, It's funny you mentioned that. It's Because I was listening to Stick to Football today, and Mello, who we've had on the show, made that same comparison. I didn't even listen to it either. So I honestly, that's, that's crazy. But they're they're just like the LSU of last year, man. I mean, a quarterback that's in his second year starting, uh, making tremendous strides. Uh, people still have questions about his arm limitations, but he's making things happen. Uh, I mean, it it reminds me so much of LSU. You know, defense that can make timely shots, force turnovers, but they're not going to be a team of a Florida de- defense of old. You know, they're going to give up points and yards. Uh, there's no doubt about it, especially with how quick Florida's offense can score. A Kadarius Tony, man, I mean, he's he is supremely talented. And um, it, they just got so many weapons offensively, man. Uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, Tony, you know, uh, they got Trayvon uh, Grimes. He's been pretty good as well. And uh, it – it's exciting to see, you know, especially for Florida fans. Uh, our guy Fornes is extremely excited about it and extremely excited about Trask, uh, someone that, you know, was on Trask earlier in the summer as well and, and saying that, you know, he could see uh, a Joe Burrow-type rise. So uh, we'll, we'll see how things go for Florida, but uh, they got a tough schedule upcoming. Yeah, for sure. You, you want to hear something insane on Kadarius Tony? What? I had written in, in 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 the in the summer that when I watched Florida, like he was so good, but Florida just wasn't getting him the ball. So far in 2020, through uh, two games, he's got 11 catches for 145 yards. Last year, he had 10 catches for 194. It's ridiculous. He already has more catches in two games than he did all of last season. His career high is 25 catches. It's just insane. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane that he just didn't get the ball more. Um, yeah. Get the ball in his hands. We've been saying this for a year now. And I mean, since that, Miami, since that Miami game last year, we we known that he was going to be a playmaker. It's just shocking that he didn't get the ball more. And now good things happen when you get him the ball. Kyle Trask playing really well. That defense doesn't have to – really worry too, too much 
about points. Like, can you get one or two takeaways? That's all you need. Kyle Trask can, like, this team can put up 30 points easily. They just have to not give up 30 and get a takeaway or two. And I think that if they keep this up through the season, Florida's going to be in the SEC championship. If they win that, they're definitely going to be in the college football playoff. For sure. I mean, based on the... Hard but, performance will shut up if, if, uh, if they, if they do, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Big 12 is literally self-imploding, so. Oh, more they, on that in a second. I mean, SEC will probably easily get two teams in. Oh, yeah. Alright. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I was right. More on that in a second, as in right the hell now. Texas has now lost six of seven against TCU. Six of seven! Gary Patterson loves facing Texas. And it's, it's kind of interesting to watch because when you, when you watch Texas play TCU, they know what's coming. Gary Patterson has been throwing the exact same defense at them for seven years and they can't get it done. This week, 33 to 31. I'm amazed that we had a Big 12 game that was that low scoring, it seems. Like, come on, man. 33 31. You're the Big 12. You're not supposed to play any defense. I'm not sure if it's a case of just not playing good defense or just not being good in general. Both these teams, man. So we made fun of TCU because they got beat by Brock Purdy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they go ahead and beat Texas, man. Like, okay, pour one out for Keontae Ingram's draft stock. It's done. It's it's done. He did nothing in this game. Eleven carries, forty yards. I'm pretty All sure he had a he had a crucial fumble too. Yeah. In three games, he's got 173 total. Excuse me, 173 total yards. Not good. Sam Ellinger, four touchdowns, but 17. That completion percentage was god awful. Sub. He was like five. He was five of sixteen at one point. Oh boy, I didn't see that, but yeah, yeah. like, it, this, Texas looks bad. They've looked bad in every game they've played so far. Except, was it, was it UTEP that they blew out to start the season? Yeah, they, they blew oh, out. Hard it is to look bad against UTEP. Yeah, I mean, look, Sam, we told you about Sam Ellinger. Uh, Joseph this man. Stop is the one bright spot for this team. You said who? Joseph Asai, the edge rusher. Yeah. Yeah, he had a monster game. Uh, someone that Melo really, really likes. Uh, he's gonna be, he's gonna be in a conversation to be a potential first rounder, uh, by season's end, just based on how he's playing his traits. Um, but looking at some of those other prospects, uh, Caden Stearns didn't look great. Uh, um, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it's really hard to point out their, you know, the, the prospects right now for Texas because they all have not played up to standard. Uh, I mean, Sam Ellinger is, is who we thought he was. Um, Keontae Ingram, the fact that he's not even making that next step. Uh, Roshan Johnson is basically taking over that spot at the RB spot for Texas. Uh, it's, it's hard to watch right now. Um, just because they beat, you know, who, who they beat in the Sugar Bowl, Georgia a couple years ago. And, Georgia and then Utah in last year's bowl game. And they proclaim they were back after the Georgia win and proceed to go what seven and five last year. <laughs> I it's think like, it was eight and four, something like that. Texas yeah. is Texas is all right. And and, and the boys that stick to football mentioned this on today on their podcast on Tuesday. 
that when they say Texas is back, Texas is back means are you the second best team in the conference? Because, you know, they were always kind of little brother to Oklahoma. And they're not the second best team in the conference. I think I put out this week I have them like fifth. Really, since they fired Mac Brown and Colt McCoy is gone, I mean, it's really been tough sledding for Texas. They, do you they know can't how hard it. it was to do a Big 12 power ranking for me? Oh, yeah. I mean, incredibly difficult since everyone's losing every other week. I mean, <laughs> it's well, kind of hard. There's more on this conference. Look, Texas set the tone of what was a just bizarre week. Should we move on to the next game? Because yeah. Texas, yeah, yeah. Texas, I don't want to talk about Texas no more. Missouri, their offense can't move the ball. Their offense sucks. They get their, they get mud holes stomped every week. I mean, this time it was Tennessee's turn. Look, folks, tell you before the season, like Tennessee is serious out here. <laughs> we done when told y'all. Tennessee is serious out here. Um, their offensive line much improved. Kate Mays is making a big, big contribution. Big stock up for him. Uh, he was, he was mauling folks out there on Saturday. Um, they're the running back, uh, I believe Justin Gray. He is going to be good. I believe he's just a true sophomore, but he's going to be left good. tackle. Wanye Morris, another solid dude. Yeah, they, they, they have some dudes, uh, defensively. Like I said, you know, I, I like Bryce Thompson, but Henry Toto, he's, he's really looking good. Alante Taylor. Uh, that defense looks good, man. Uh, and they play Georgia this week. That's going to be a big That's one. Gonna be a big That's going to be you a big You know what? You want some respect, go out there and beat Georgia. Or just keep it close against Georgia, man. Well, it's funny because Georgia fans, obviously, they have a rivalry with Tennessee. But now that Kate Mays is gone and he talked about the culture of Georgia, a lot of fans are coming oh. at his head. So that's going to be an interesting one because I believe it's <laughs> at Georgia. Watch. So it's going to be one of those. It's going to be a chippy game. You can't see this. I mean, the, the, the people listening can't see this, but I'm, I'm doing the whole, like, Birdman just. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a chippy game. It's going to be chippy. I would like to formally apologize, Devin, to those in Raleigh, North Carolina, because I thought NC State was going to be bad this year. I thought Listen. they were going to be the worst team in that conference. Listen, NC State is what in Indiana was for me last year. That's how much I like NC State this year. Um, they start with a Lim McNeil, and and now they have a really solid offense. They're good. Um, they're best quarterback in quite some time uh, with probably Devin Leary. Jacoby, uh, probably back to Jacoby Brissett. He's looked yeah. better than Ryan Finley ever did. Yeah. Devin Leary is uh is gonna be one of my guys going into the summer. Uh he he shows really nice poise in the pocket, uh back shoulder throws galore all over the place, can throw to all levels of the field. Um he doesn't have like overpowering arm strength or anything like that, but he can make all the throws, tight window throws. Uh he's a very smart quarterback. I like him. Um and then their tight end, uh Carrie Angeline, six six, two forty. Uh, he's making a big, big impact so far for them. And then they have a receiver. I'm back uh, here. Uh, sorry, I'm back Amizier. Yep. Yep, he's good. I had to look up how to say that. Uh, yeah. Um, he, he's he been there a while. He's a senior, so he was there during the the Kelvin, Har, uh, Kelvin Harmon time. And, yeah, he's he's really – I mean, he's already tied his touchdowns from last year. 
He had two in this game. Um, I was not sold on NC State being able to to hang at all with Pitt, and they beat them. Yeah. And they beat them at Pitt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a nice, it was a really nice quarterback duel, you know, for two quarterbacks not named Sam Howell and Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, both quarterbacks play well. Kenny Pickett is doing wonders for his stock this year. Uh, he's really looking good, uh, looking like a, you know, round three, round four guy, um, that, you know, obviously could, could be a backup quarterback for somebody. Um, so he's, he's making strides in his game. Uh, defensively, Pitt did not look great. Um, they could nope, not get uh, half a sack for Pat Jones. I would have swore this would have been one of his two or three sack games, man. Yeah, yeah. NC State, man, they're they're on uh, the up and coming, man. Uh, you're gonna have to keep an eye out for them, especially next year uh, when Leary uh, matures another age. That this team could could seriously um, make some noise next year and and gets a really solid bowl game. I Maybe leg- even this year. I legitimately thought that we'd be talking about um, Dave Doran on a hot seat, and like they could go three and nine, four and eight, something like that. That has not happened this year at all. They have they have played way above what I thought they would. And you know what? I am I am all four teams shutting me up because that's what I want to see. I want to. I want to be wrong in the sense that I want teams when I say, or players, when I say that it's with them to go out and, and easily just shut me up. And, and that is what, uh, NC State has done. They've gone in a very short time period from 15th in my ACC rankings. They're up to ninth, man. I got them above teams. I thought we're going to be way better than them this year, like Louisville. And yeah, Louisville's had, Louisville had a, has had a tough stretch, though. Yes. Um, NC State is going to hit one. It's going to be interesting. They towards in, at the bottom. simply the tease with the team this team besides Pitt. You know what? It may not be for a bit because they've got Virginia and then Duke. Yeah, Duke has been disappointing, too. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving on to the next game. I said that Texas A&M would play up to their potential against Alabama. That did not happen. Alabama wins 52-24. to They did for one half, and then Kellamon did Kellamon things <laughs> um, and threw picks and looked terrible um, in the second half. I mean... What they had like two seventy plus touchdowns thrown over the top of their head. I mean, it was just it was just sad. I said the secondary was much improved. They looked like they looked like what we thought Arkansas was going to look like this year. I mean, oh man, Texas ain't them boy. They they really are questioning why did we get Jimbo Fisher? This man yeah. can't even he can't compete with Alabama. A&M, can't even compete. A and M and Texas overrated every single year. Those Texas teams, man, I tell you, Alabama. the best team in the best team in Texas right now is SMU. Yeah, literally, everyone else is is just trash. You know who I want to talk about? I want to talk about two players from Alabama in this game in particular: Mac Jones and John Mechie the Third. 
Mac Jones went off in this game 20 of 27 for 435. Four touchdowns. He did have a pick, but 435. Man, I thought Alabama fans would be like, you know, I kind of wish we still had Tua. I ain't heard Tua's name mentioned once on a Saturday. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this offense is so explosive. Like, you could probably start a lot of quarterbacks there, and they will make them look good. I mean, you know, the talent is insurmountable. Matt is really good. Uh, his ceiling, I think, is still a backup quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be a starter at the next level. Uh, but he does have – it kind of reminds me of that A.J. McCarron-type ceiling where he's going to start a few games because the starting quarterback gets hurt, but he's never going to be a long-term answer for teams. Uh, so I think that is kind of the case right now. Um, but John Metchie looked really good. Um, he's he's going to be the next receiver in waiting for Alabama, and we thought we were going to be finished after this year's class. But nope, it just keeps going. And I'll tell you, man, I'll tell you, the football factory that Canada has become is going to be led by the next wave by John Mechie. Yeah, every year uh, someone, you know, from Canada is making some noise. Um, hey, this, so. th- this year this year we got Chuba, the, uh, Alaric Jackson from Iowa. His season's about to start off. Javon Holland, he's already declared. I don't want to hear anything about how he was born and raised in Englewood. No, no, no. He was born in Vancouver. So, yeah. So. We're, we're claiming him. Um, yeah. You and I disagreed on this game. You said that North Carolina would win big. I said Boston College would play close. You're right. I was right. Boston College, that defense is nasty, man. I told you uh this this fall no i told you in the uh um uh, over the summer watch out for max richardson linebacker at boston college he had 13 tackles in this game in 3 games he's got 29 He's coming dangerously close to break to breaking his his breakout year last year of 109. He's yeah. looked good, and they're still not really dropping him into coverage. But man, just have him play off ball at the next level. I mean, I I don't know why I was surprised that this was even a close game. I mean, Boston College plays everyone tight. Um, I mean it. Blown away. How about this by quarterback <laughs> Phil Jerkovich? He th- he went thirty-seven of fifty-six. <laughs> Boston College throwing the ball fifty-six. Fifty-six times, times right? <laughs> After unheard years of, of giving AJ Dillon thirty-five carries a game. Unheard of. They're a different team, man. They're a different team now that Adazio's not there. Yeah. Boy, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about North Carolina, man. I feel good. I just think Boston College is is just becoming a well-coached team. Yeah, but, I mean, North Carolina really hasn't looked. They haven't put together, like, a full offensive. They haven't put together a full offensive performance just yet. Just yet. It's coming. We'll see. 
I'm really disappointed in myself in this next one, Devin. I am so tired of getting my hopes up when it comes to Desmond Ritter. He went 16-26, two touchdowns, three interceptions against South Florida. Against South Florida. I mean, sure, Cincinnati won 28-7. But he's what's holding that program back right now, man. Yeah. I just I'm... wish... I just wish that there was something better for them. But there isn't. The, I feel like that's, look... that's how I feel like the game, the season for DTR is going to go. Yeah. I have these great hopes for him, and he puts up stat lines like that. I hope it's not. I hope I'm right about that, but I have a feeling that, you know, that that's going to happen to him as well. Uh, I mean, he just has a big arm, but, man, he, he, he reminds me kind of Ryan Mallett in the fact that he has a big arm, but decision-making and just being consistent, you know, is our issues. He's consistently um, inconsistent. Right. So it's like he'll put up a game, like four touchdowns, 300 yards pass, and look good, no turnovers in the next game, two touchdowns with three interceptions. So it's like he just can't be – he just can't ever be consistent, man, um, which is going to make him a tough evaluation. This next one – now, this, I have a hot take for you, Devin. Oklahoma State – is going to run away with the Big 12. I don't think it's a hot take based on how everyone else is playing. Um, Their defense I, is good. Sure, sure. They have faced virtually nobody. All right? They faced uh, Kansas. Who did they face uh, the week before? Let me check this. Uh, West Virginia? West Virginia. Sure. Yeah. West Virginia is not bad, though. So in three games, Devin, they have allowed 27 points. Is that good? Yeah, that's very good. That's very good. <laughs> Especially for the Big uh, Twelve, they allowed like forty a game. Especially for the Big Twelve, man, they smashed Kansas forty-seven to seven, and we're talking I'm about a conference. Kansas scored. Uh, me too. We're talking about a conference where a good defense, like we talked about, Oklahoma having a good defense last year because of Alex Grinch and his system. They gave up like twenty, twenty-five points on the regular last year. They sometimes pushing 30, 40 points on defense. Oklahoma State, you're lucky if you score on them twice. Anything. They're good. They're really good. Team full of NFL talent. This is as good as defense as there is, not only in the Big 12, but college football. I mean, they they really have guys at nearly every position, you know, that that can really make some noise. I mean, mean, the secondary – yeah, I'll only finish. I was gonna say, well, Darius Williams, uh, you know, Carter Donick, Donchit, Donick. Donick. I don't know why he said Donchit. Carter Carter Donchit. I'm gonna tell him that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh he he did a nice piece about Rodarius Williams. Um, you know, I like Harvell Peel. Um, you know, really have solid secondary guys, linebackers. Uh, they got your guy. They, they got Calvin Bundage as well. <laughs> I, I love refuse to say his name. You know who I'm talking about, though. Amen uh, Obagbamiga. Yeah, that name. Um, 
they they got a good defense. Uh, they're going to make a run at the Big 12 championship. They're going to be in the, in the game at the very least. So I, let's, I, let's hope I, they don't get tripped up, man. Let, let, let's let's just go through, man. This was a game where everybody that matters for Oklahoma State had a, had, a, had a massive game. We talked about their, their running backs. We talked about L.D. Brown uh, last week being kind of better than Chuba. Chuba, 20 carries, four, 145 yards, two touchdowns. His backup. Desmond Jack, or sorry, their third string running back, Desmond Jackson. Great last name. Great last name. Uh, he had, he went for 20, uh, sorry, what'd he get? 10 carries, 91 yards. I can, I mix it up on the stat sheet here. Tylen Wallace, nine catches, 148, two touchdowns. Bray, uh, Braden Johnson, four catches for 74. He had a big 66 yard touchdown where he just like, he put that whole defense in a blender. Uh, and then on defense, like Bob Amiga, three, uh, you know, five tackles. He led the team in tackles with five. Uh, half a sack, you know, nobody's been able to throw on Rodarius Williams. And I tweeted, like, we talk about how loaded this wide receiver class is. This corner class is really damn good. Yeah. You know, we talk about Sean Wade. We talk about Patrick Sertain. We talk about Caleb Farley. And those guys, they're all solidified as, like, first-round guys. Then no one seems to really mention that, like, Elijah Molden, the two guys at South Carolina, um, you know, Trey Sterling um, from – or not Trey Sterling, uh, um, Trey Swillen from Tech. Um, you know, he's he's kind of really, that like, the first guy where you don't really see him breaking into round one. You could find a way where – you you we're talking Rodarius Williams. We're talking our guy Cam Bynum, who opted back into the season. Big yes, sir. friend of the friend of the program, Cameron Bynum. Yes, sir. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. You know. Paulson Adebo. Eh. But like legitimately, as I'm looking here, Marco Wilson, Asante Samuel, Eric Stokes. Uh, Tyson Campbell, those guys all could be talked about as that fourth, fifth. Could we see six corners taken in the first round? Because I don't think the safety class is good enough. I think the corner class is making up for a few. Yeah, I mean, the the, the safety class is very, very pedestrian this year. Not pedestrian, but very disappointing compared to last year. Um, Really, it's I mean, it's been a while since the safety class has been, like, just stellar where it's just like hands down the whole classes could be, you know, starters at some point. Um, the corners, I feel like a lot of these guys can come in and be immediate contributors. You know, we're getting to a pass heavy league in the NFL. Teams are going to need corners, going to need depth. Um, we've seen in this, especially in this COVID season, uh, teams lose players because of COVID or injury. Uh, you got to have that next three, four, fifth guy, third, fourth, fifth guy. Sinks had to replace two starters on Sunday for corner. So you really got to have that corner depth, man. Uh, that's one of the positions that you need to have depth in, especially uh, in a season like this. So I think uh, a lot of those guys can be immediate contributors, and I'm excited to see how they, they um, you know, continue to unfold over the course of the season. And then you add in those Pac-12 guys, so it should be exciting. You know, for our next game, I just want to I just want to give our guy Dante Colinelli a shout out. 
Because it seems like all of his his guys for for the off season and for the summer have really had that breakout. Reggie Roberson Jr. Man, five catches, two forty three. Yeah, two touchdowns against Memphis. SMU pulls the upset. These two teams should just face each other every week. Yeah, it's always I mean, a fun game. Yeah, but this one was actually a little different. All the first half, second half, it was defense galore. Uh, which was surprising for this game. Uh, but one thing to know, Reggie Robertson did go down with a knee injury. Yes. Uh, so we don't know the status of him right now. Uh, didn't look great. So hopefully he's able to play this season again, but he's it done a lot good. for it. Yeah. He did a lot for his, uh, stock this year, but we just hope he gets healthy. Uh, but yeah, like you said, um, Colinelli was, was spot on with Robertson. Uh, Shane Bouchelle looked pretty good. Uh, with Roberson, when Roberson went down though, didn't look the best, but, uh, he's still making a case for a top 10 quarterback in this class. Devin, I have a declaration for this, uh, Georgia Auburn game. Bo Nix, he ain't it, Chief. 21 of 40, 177 yards, one interception. Looked even worse than that stat line sounds. Auburn can't move the ball. Um, Georgia was just daring them to stop the run, and they couldn't. Stetson Bennett the fourth. I refuse to believe that a man named that is able to run rough shot over Auburn. And I was did. listening to, I was listening to Sirius or something. I don't, I don't remember what ESPN host it was, but they were saying if Rudy. Got a whole movie off of two plays. Stetson Bennett deserves like a Harry full-on series of movies. Because nobody knew who this kid was midway through last week. Nope. You know, DeWan Mathis played like crap. JT Daniels is hurt. Jamie Newman was forced out of, uh, just into the draft. Apparently, Stetson Bennett is the best-kept secret in college football. I mean, he made Jamie Newman leave. He, he took DeJuan Mathis's position. I mean, who is this guy? And DeJuan Mathis was the kid that basically put – like, Georgia was so happy with how DeJuan Mathis had played that Jamie Newman was like, well, I ain't going to play. So I, I got to go. And, no, it turns out Stetson Bennett, you know. He does just enough. But Zamir White, I'll tell you, man, Zamir White is good. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they got they got Dalvin Cook's brother on the roster, and we're not even talking about him. Dude, their, their leading receiver from the past week wasn't even George Pickens. Exactly. There's a dude named Kyrus Jackson, nine catches, 147 yards. Exactly. That that Georgia defense is just full of Listen, dudes. Tyson Georgia, Campbell is is playing insane this year. He yeah. blanketed Seth Williams. Didn't even know who Seth Williams was after the game. Um, Georgia can recruit like hell. I mean they they can recruit like hell, man. I mean Kirby Smart has done a really good job recruiting. They just cannot seal the deal when it when it counts. When it's time to seal the deal in, on games. They cannot beat Alabama for some reason. Bro, some reason. I cannot wait to see them in Tennessee this week. It's going to be a good one. I hope it's not a blowout. Uh, I'm kind of scared to pick Tennessee. Oh, because, I am. 
because I I picked against Georgia last week and they were like, okay, hold my beer, bring it. I blow <laughs> I blow out a top what top ten team by twenty. Uh, so it it's it's mind blowing. I I can't even believe that was not a game at all from the very first possession. It just wasn't a game. No, Georgia just man, they're 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 in a race to that SEC championship game with with Florida. That Georgia Florida game is going to be some special, but Georgia plays Alabama games. as well. They play <laughs> Alabama this season as well. So Georgia is just this is just one one step. They take the next step this week, the next week it it's every week now. It's a marathon right now, man. Um, this next batch of games is just bizarre because then we started having all these upsets. So let's start with uh, UCF and Tulsa. You and I both thought that this won't be over by halftime. UCF is an abomination, man. Yo, I guess we can finally stop that whole best team in Florida act that they've been doing. They can't even beat Tulsa. True. They can't they even can't beat a beat bad Tulsa. Tulsa team. It's not like they're even even like top tier. Like they got a decent got, quarterback, but they, they don't have their best player. They don't even have their oh. best player playing. The <laughs> defense though, their defense is nasty. Their defense uh, is nasty. Jackson I think Jackson player, I think, or Jackson something. Uh, one of their defensive tackles, he's a monster. Uh, Allie Green, the fourth, he's been, he's been balling, uh, one of their corners. Uh, so they, they got some guys defensively that make it difficult for you to, to complete passes. They got two big corners. Um, so it's, it's gonna be, it's, it's not even gonna be interesting. It's just like UCF. You have a quarterback that, you know, looks really good, but you can't beat Tulsa, man. I mean, it was bad, man. It was just it's, bad. It's just crazy because, like, they destroyed Georgia Tech like it was nothing, but they can't even beat a team like Tulsa. In their own conference. They, they can destroy an AC, ACC team, but a mid-level AAC team? Nah, can't do that. And they did that at home. Yeah, it was sad. And they still a ridiculous number of false starts. I think I saw I saw somewhere that they have 17 false starts on the on the season so far. 17 through three games. Undisciplined. Learn the damn snap count, man. Devin, I'm gonna let you introduce this next game. All right. So, as you guys know, um, there's been a ongoing feud between uh, Mike and uh, a group of fans. And uh, a group of fans got a little cocky, and it, it came back to bite them in the ass. So now uh, the walking doormat of the SEC has being a team that thought they were going to be um, at least 7-3 and three this year, 8-2 and two maybe, um, and a team that's off of, high, off of a high of being a team that's replacing uh, 21 of their 22 stars from last season. So uh, pour one out for Mississippi State fans. I told y'all. I absolutely told y'all. Don't make rash decisions. Don't make rash judgments after just one game. You beat a team that was replacing 21 starters and had their best player in the hospital with an illness. I told you that the Mike Leach experience is this down to a T. Beat a team you're not supposed to. 
come out, lay an absolute stinker the next week. Do you know how many times Mike Leach snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory while at Washington State? Did you not remember when UCLA came back from being down 35 points and still beat you? That was led by Mike Leach. And you know what? I had my Saturday night. I was so do you know how little confidence I had when I sat here on Friday and I said that Arkansas was going to keep it within a touchdown? Zero, because I've seen Arkansas play. But apparently they went, you know what? You're right, Mike. High five. Here's a pick six on the first drive. And they never looked back. Mississippi State had multiple chances to win that game and decided, nah, we're good. Fail on fourth down. Cause a three and out. Fumble the punt. <laughs> Just an embarrassing, embarrassing show. So I had my fun on Twitter. I went back, found every single tweet that was sent to me, and just went like, hey, bro, where's that energy this week? Keep up that energy that the Canadian kid with 700 followers doesn't know what he's talking about. Keep up that energy that LSU still, you know, uh, you know, obviously a worse team than Mississippi State. By using your own logic, that means that Arkansas has got to be a top three team in the conference, right? No. Upsets happen and karma's only a bitch if you are. I win all the time. I win, man. Rent free. Rent freaking free. Are you ready to give me an apology? Y'all's pirate coach could never. The premier pirate coach in the SEC is Sam Pittman of Arkansas. Y'all's coach that's been a head coach at three different schools over 20 years got outcoached by a guy in his second career game as a head coach. A guy that this time last year was Georgia's offensive line coach. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. I told you. Do you want to actually talk about this game? Like the actual? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the, the the person we thought was going to play horribly, Felipe French, played beautifully. Uh, he had a really, really good game. Uh, Arkansas's defense looks good once again for the second straight week. Uh, they they play really well against Georgia. So Arkansas, man, maybe they're not the doormat. I mean, it, maybe it is indeed Vanderbilt. You know, it's going to be Vanderbilt and, and Arkansas racing towards the bottom. Uh, but that right now, well coached. Is yeah, Arkansas. Well coached? It, it's amazing what a good coach, a disciplined coach can do for you. Uh, Mike Leach is definitely not that. I mean, obviously, we've seen we've seen it. We've seen we've seen what happened, man. So uh, Costello looked like trash. Uh, Arkansas had three separate players with double-digit uh, tackles, including Bumper Pool with 20. Yes, sir. Bumper, Bumper Pool. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 20. This ain't real. <laughs> no, no, I'm nope. serious. No, nope, I'm, I'm dead serious. De Devin is now looking it up, and while he's looking it up, I want to talk a little bit about this game myself. Uh, Arkansas got their first victory in the conference in 20 games in the SEC, which is insane. They got their first pick six since 2017, which I believe was K.J. Costello's junior year at Stanford. Um, speaking of Mr. Costello, he went 43 of 59 for 313, which is very bad on efficiency, threw three interceptions, 
Kylan Hill, unfortunately, got hurt. But that was an excuse I kept hearing, Devin, that Kylan Hill got hurt. So obviously the team couldn't be that good. And KJ Costello, maybe we overrated him. First of all, no, no, no. It ain't no maybe. You did. Second, one player don't make your team. One player does not make your team. You got outclassed by Arkansas. And if losing to 10 points, uh, sorry, beating LSU by 10 points was a blowout, what do you call losing to se- by seven to Arkansas? Look, man, I mean, let's be real about this. It's embarrassing. I mean, they try to deflect it and make it seem like LSU losing by 10 was a blowout because of how embarrassing losing to Arkansas, a team that hasn't won an SEC game in 20 games, and you're the one that it gets broken on after you beat the defending national champions. At home. I mean, At I mean, home. I mean, it it would be embarrassing too, man. Uh, but yeah, I just looked it up. Bumper pool did indeed have 20 tackles, which is crazy. Um, Can I say? But Arkansas says nothing about their game, nothing about the fact that they beat Mississippi State, which, again, I've had my fun. I've done my victory lap on the podcast. We'll never speak of this again until they go, like, 6-4. and four. Um, But Arkansas, those uniforms, man, did you see them? They were clean. They had that Oklahoma-Indiana vibe. No more of that really bad striping, that kind of Denver Broncos day. Yeah, Not they enough. were clean. They were really clean. Those, they were so nice. But yeah, you knew I was going to come on and talk my shit. Oh and, yeah. And, yeah, and, sure. and that is exactly what I just did. But I'm not quite done piling on teams that have been disappointed this year. Oklahoma. What happened? Defense, defense is an abomination. I mean, that's, that's the first thing I want to note. I don't even care about what, uh, Spencer Riley does from here on out because he is just a first year starter. It's not a big deal. He's still going to be a top pick when he comes out. I, I don't want to hear what anyone has to say about him, but I want to talk about the defense because they are giving up so many yards defensively. Um, it, it's sad. I mean, and at very sad. sad times too. Yeah. They, they gave up what? Uh, let's see, 417 total yards. Uh, let's look at their other games. Against Kansas State, how much did they give up? Uh, let's see, they gave up three, 400 yards. Um, I mean, you can't win like that. And they play, what, Texas this week? So a battle of teams that are severely overrated at this point. Um, it's not even an exciting Red River rivalry, nope. you know, at this and, point. And, you know? and you know what? People are going to see that stat line, and that scoreboard, and see that I, Iowa State, who, by the way, hadn't won a home game against Oklahoma in, since 1960. They're going to look at that and go, well, Brock Purdy must play it out of his mind. No. No, sir. Brock Purdy played the furthest thing from out of his mind. He was very much Brock Purdy on this game. He was 12 of 24, one touchdown, no picks. That... Ain't doing it for me. You know who was getting it done for me? Sophomore running back, Brees Hall. I'm yeah, he's going to be special. He's going to be special. He might be the best running back for 2022. He, yeah, he, he gives me some David Montgomery vibes. Yeah, he, he's going to be good, man. He's going to be good. Uh, it's hard not to like him and talk about him as a true sophomore, but he's he's going to be really, really good. Uh, next year, you know, coming out next year, uh, assuming he does. Um, Iowa State, man, 
they're starting to bounce back a little bit after that, you know, debacle in week one against Louisiana. Um, Brock Purdy is trying to recover his stock a little bit. They Still got didn't look great. next, so. Yeah, I mean, they he didn't look great efficiency-wise. Uh, he made some big throws, but still a little bit inefficient. Um, I'm still not as high on him as others. I still I don't even think he's in the top five discussion at this point. But nope. um, he still get he'll still get drafted though. He'll still get drafted. All right, next up we just got we just had a clobbering LSU clobbered Vanderbilt forty-one to seven. Is there anything I mean, really to say about this game? No. Uh, LSU looked a lot better. I, I mean, that's all you can take away from this. Having your best player defensively, probably best team, player on the team back, that helps as well. So they, they beat a very, you know, I, I don't even know how what to describe Vanderbilt. So I don't even know if their close game against Texas A&M the week before is indicative of Texas A&M or the fact that they just so happen to play A&M close. So it looks like it's going to be another long season for Vandy. And the last game that we're going to talk about, Clemson beats Virginia 41 to 23. Um, Trevor Lawrence 25 38, 329, three touchdowns. Travis Etienne 73 on the ground. Uh, had 114 receiving yards. So they're really doing a lot to kind of help him with his. He had five catches as well. So they're really trying to work him in the passing game. Clemson's just trying stuff. They're just trying yeah. stuff. They, they were like, never really like... challenged. <laughs> This, this, they weren't challenged by Virginia in this one. They, so. they were bored. They were like, all right, let's put, let's line up Etienne in slot receiver, see what he does. Oh, yeah. he called a long touchdown. That's great. We're going to yeah. keep that in the back pocket when we have a close game. Yeah. So, you know what? Like, it was a weird week, man. We had, we had a lot of upsets. We had a lot of teams that we thought were good playing just way down. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more later in the week about the preview for next week because otherwise we're going to be here all day and neither of us want that. Let's talk NFL. How about that? Let's go for it. All right. So obviously we don't have to talk about Broncos, Jets. That game had already taken place by the time that we talked. Um, Let's talk Sunday. Joe Burrow. Can you imagine how well he'd play if the Bengals actually had an offensive line like at all? Like, Jonah Williams played okay. Everybody else on that offensive line is terrible. Yeah, I mean... Poor Joe. I mean, what do you even got to say? We knew he was walking into a bad situation. So... um, They won, by the way. I made it sound like they they just got killed. They beat Jacksonville. Um, Garner Minshew, he had... 351 on the game. I don't know if Gardner Minshew, like, he's putting up stats, but is he going to, like, he's got to be a candidate to be replaced, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think he's, he's not going to be a long-term answer, man. Uh, it's just not, he doesn't really move the needle. Uh, you know, he's, he's good, serviceable, can, can make some plays outside of the pocket, but, He's going to be one of those, uh, got, you know, those quarterbacks that get replaced just based on the fact that the person they take has more talent and can do more things. So, I mean, it's unfortunate in, in the way that we evaluate quarterbacks and that we replace them so early in their careers. Um, and basically you need to have success, you know, in your first or second year at this point to be considered a franchise quarterback. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, you know, we're kind of at that culture where you got to have a top tier quarterback to be competitive. So 
if they don't think he's top tier, he's going to be replaced. I just want to take before for the, for this next guy. I want to take a minute to just shout out all of our Browns fans that are friends. Oh with yeah, the pod. they're thriving. They're Andrew thriving. Har- Andrew Harbaugh, Corey Kinnon, um, Jordan Shelley, uh, Gab. I, I think it's I think it's Gowdy. I think her last name is Gowdy. Um, all just the, the great people that are, are Browns fans. Um, Three and one for the first time since 2001. Yeah. All right. All right. When I when I previewed this game on Blue Chip Scouting, I said that I picked the Cowboys because they stayed close and lost to teams that were better than the teams that the Browns had frankly beaten. They hadn't really beaten anyone. I learned a few things in this game, Devin. Odell Beckham is reading comments. <laughs> oh, for sure. That boy went off. Five catches, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Dearness Johnson is really good. I think he's a great fill-in running back, considering I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were banged up. Yeah. And I learned the most important lesson of all. Dallas ain't got no defense. They're just Alice None. at this point. They ain't got no defense. No defense. Poor Dak Prescott. 502 yards. He's thrown for over 1,700 yards in four games, and they're one in three. The NFC East, man. We'll we'll talk about the NFC East more as this goes on, but holy crap. Why on earth did Jerry pay Zeke? And Jalen Smith before paying Dak and Byron Jones. Uh, the they Cowboys, went, might, the they Cowboys went, might be releasing uh, Jalen uh, Jalen Smith by the end of the season. He, dude, he's 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 played so bad this year. And 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 the thing is, the Cowboys were like, well, we don't really need to replace Byron Jones. Methinks he does. Because, oh my god, man, they can't play defense on anyone. They have no secondary. Yep, they should have should have paid Byron Jones, and everyone else is just banged up and hurt at this point. Should have just should have paid Dak, man. He's yep, got a price. They ain't got no money to pay him now, man. Now he's gonna go to a mid level team that he puts over the top. Simply yeah. because the cowboy, I wouldn't want to shoot if I'm doing all this. And a Cowboys defense can't stop a cold? Please, I gotta go. I gotta go, man. What if? Let's say Baker is still kind of playing average. This is the year you gotta decide if you're picking up his fifth year option. Can you imagine Dak throwing it to Jarvis Landry and, and, and Odell and having the best two-headed running game behind him with an offensive line and a serviceable defense. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I could see it, but I don't think. I think they still need to work on their defense a little bit more. Um, you know, in terms of back end and and uh, at linebacker. I mean, they had to address some needs there defensively for the Browns. Um, 
It could be an option, uh, but I think that Baker Mayfield gets a lot better as the season progresses. Uh, he's starting to get comfortable making better decisions. I know right now he's in a game manager type role, but uh, Stefanski did the same thing with Kirk Cousins, and by season's end, Kirk Cousins had some really nice numbers. I saw a nice little stat that showed, you know, Baker's first couple games versus Kirk's, and they have identical numbers, and then Kirk's next nine games, he went off, so... I think uh, Baker's in for uh, a bit of a you know stretch where he's going to really play well. And if they keep running the ball well, uh, it will make his job easier. I think we said that he's not the type of quarterback that you need him to throw five, four hundred five hundred yards to win games. Just make 20, 25 good throws a game, score a couple touchdowns, and y'all be set. You know, just just score in the red zone. And they're doing that the last couple games, which is why they're three and one. Uh, Dallas's defense is an abomination. Uh, they're terrible, awful. Uh, any adjective you can describe, their defensive line has been non-existent outside of Alden Smith. Uh, he's been their best defensive player to this point. So for Dallas, I, I feel bad for you. I mean, you you're going to make the playoffs, but you're going to get bounced round one, uh, round one because your defense can't stop anybody. And then people are going to be like, should we ha- have hired Mike McCarthy? The answer you know, is no. We have hired him. The answer is no. He's basically a clone of Jason Garrett. I mean, pretty much. He's Jason do Garrett anything. with a subscription to Pro Football Focus. Yep. Analytics, supposedly. All right, we're gonna bounce to this next game right now. Now, I wanna, I wanna run by a quote for you, Devin. When Matt Patricia got to Detroit, there was still a lot of work to do. That is so. That is the dumbest quote. That is the most disrespectful quote I'd, I have heard because, and for those who might not know, Jim Caldwell, who was the coach before Matt Patricia, at no point had a losing record with the franchise. Matt Patricia ain't done shit in Detroit. This is going bad to be a defensive coordinator, bro. He is. He is in so far over his head. His staff does not know what the hell they're doing. Another game in which Adrian Peterson got the most touches of any of the running backs. Listen, DeAndre Swift was killing the Saints defense, killing them to start the game, and he barely got any touches the rest of the game. It just doesn't make sense, man. You, he had eight- AP is washed, man. He is washed. I hate to say he's not going to be Frank Gore. This man is washed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just read. I'm just going to read the, 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 the rushing totals. Adrian Peterson, 11 carries for 36 yards and a touchdown. It's the touchdown that's going to get him more, more, more touches, but from Matt Patricia. DeAndre Swift, four carries for 22 and then four catches for 30. You gave this man eight total touches, and he had what, like sixty yards, seventy? What are you 52. doing? Fifty-two. <laughs> Matt Stafford had as many carries as Carryon Johnson did. So Matt Stafford three carries, twenty-one yards. Carryon Johnson three carries, nine yards. First of all, that offensive line can't run block at all. At all. It's bad. It's bad. Well, well, the fact that, that they're still committed to running the football is what baffles me. 
Like they well, were no, continue. it's not even that because they threw they they only ran twenty two times. They threw it thirty one. They didn't have yeah, the but, ball. Yeah, but first down, they're running the ball every time. Every time, it, it's sad, man. It's sad. Um, and they lose fire Matt Patricia, man. Fire him. Fire him yesterday, man. He's what is he doing? What is he doing? That's a net positive on this team. Their defense sucks, and he's a defensive genius. I say that in the heaviest of air quotes. He's committed to running the ball with a 35-year-old running back that hasn't had a good season in, like, six years. I mean, at least he's getting the ball to Kenny Galladay. Even players not enough, man. Yeah, his young players don't get the ball often enough. TJ Hawkinson only had two catches. Uh, he had four targets. He had, he had nine yards total. Uh, like, what on earth is going on? The defense sucks so, so badly. There are guys on defense that are being paid big money aren't producing. Trey Flowers looking at you. Justin Coleman looking at you. I mean, they're just bad on so many levels. Thank God the Saints came back and beat them. Yeah, I mean the game started off really rough. Um, and then the Lions, Lions, Lions went like, down. The Lions and scored. They hate the Lions. Realize they hate Matt Patricia. Yeah, and... they did. Yeah, I mean for the Saints' point of view, it looked really bad. Lions went down, and scored, then Drew Brees threw a pick on his first pass of the game, and then they went down, and scored again. So I was like, oh boy, it's gonna be a long one. But uh, Drew Brees looked good. Uh, he's finally starting to put some of those people to rest about, you know, him declining. I think we, we understand that he's declining, but not regret so much that he can't throw the ball down the field. Uh, I believe he threw the ball down the field at least 10 times of over 15 yards when nine of oh, 10. Wow. So, so he's, he's pushing the ball down the field again, uh, which is encouraging. Emmanuel Sanders really had a big game. Uh, Kamara doing Kamara things. Traquan Smith surprisingly had a big game for the Saints as well offensively. Uh, the defense finally showed up. Cam Jordan is alive. You got a sack. I, I, I said it. I said it in this week's article. The difference was that Cam Jordan finally wakes up and that New Orleans finally put it together. Not to toot my own horn, Devin, but I did go 12 and 3 on picks this week. Solid. Oh, yeah. And I ain't had a single digit week so far. And I thought it was looking at one point like all of my early picks were going to go to crap. Uh, but yeah, the Saints, they're gonna, they're gonna push Tampa. Yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see how things. Uh, Seahawks beat the Dolphins. Seahawks have no secondary. None. Uh, Russell Wilson is that dude. Yep, Russell Wilson indeed. is so good that he, even, even when he's not trying, he's still kicking your ass. Yeah. I mean, still MV, top MVP candidate at this point. Uh, Mahomes really didn't have a great performance last night. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but, uh, I mean, everyone else is just, they really didn't move up any at all. So Russell Wilson is still the de facto MVP at this point. Seahawks 4-0, they look good, man. Uh, defensively, they're going to have to figure something out, uh, cause the secondary is not it. That secondary is, is, is as bad as the Cowboys, but, Luckily, they got Russell Wilson to, to clean up all their uh, messes in the back end. Did you expect 
Tom Brady and Justin Herbert to have a, 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 a go passing toe to duel. toe. Absolutely. Yeah. They were going throw for throw. Uh, Justin Herbert 20 at 25. How much was Oregon limiting this young man? So much. I mean, when you run screens every other play, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get going. <laughs> but he's looked man, really good, man. He's, he's looked, looked good. Really good. He's looked he's really looked good. good. His coach uh, hasn't been looking good, though, because he, he continues to throw him under the bus. You know what? You know no what? Reason. You know, they need to get a running game to help poor Justin. 23 carries, 46 yards as a team. I know Austin Eckler got hurt. And then, like, they tried, and it just it wasn't working. Uh, Josh Kelly had nine carries for seven yards, the rookie out of UCLA. That ain't going uh, to work, Chief. Um, Keenan Allen, eight catches, 62 yards. Uh, man, they had some – they had two guys where they just had one long touchdown, and that was all of their production because Guyton yeah. had one for 72 on one target, and then uh, uh, who's the other one? Tyron Johnson had one t- target, one catch, 53 yards. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, the the spreading of wealth really hasn't been yeah, a problem for the Chargers. It's just like the defense, you know, they're missing a lot of guys. Uh, Derwin James not being in the back end uh, has been a killer, so it it sucks on in that perspective. Um, and then you just look at, you know, Herbert. He's been playing exceptionally well. Um, he's looked like a top quarterback that we thought he could turn into. You know, those flaws that you know we harped on him. Uh, he's he's been looking really good, man. Uh, really solid first couple weeks. The Saints play him next week. Uh, I am kind of scared. Not going to lie, because uh, this man could throw a deep ball, and the Saints have some secondary issues. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see how he continues to play. But he's he's looked like he's going toe-to-toe with Joe Burrow right now. Uh, it's, it's two of the best rookie quarterbacks we've seen in quite some time. Flipping um, over to – oh, sorry, go ahead. Re- yeah, I was just finishing my thought. He just looked really good. Uh, flipping over to Tampa, they've started to figure it out because they're starting to realize that relying on the old guys is – not sustainable, although Tom Brady, 30 of 46, 369, five touchdowns. But, like, when I say not relying on the old guys, I mean LaShawn McCoy, one carry for three yards. They tried way too hard in weeks one and two to get him involved, and there's no reason for that. Pointless. Ronald Jones, though, 20 carries for 111. For some reason, a lot of people don't like him, though. I don't know the 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 Bucks don't like him, but um, t- you know, looking at Tampa's receivers like Gronk, three targets, Lashawn McCoy, one target. It's get the ball to Mike Evans, get the ball to OJ Howard, get the ball to Scotty well, Miller. Unfor- unfortunately for OJ Howard, he tore his Achilles. Well, I guess that's not going to be the plan going <laughs> forward. Yeah, I must but, uh... have missed that part. Yeah, it it happened. Uh, it, it's a shame. It was he was bad. finally starting to have momentum on his side, man. Yeah, it, but, it sucks. Uh, but Gronk cannot get more than five targets a game. I'm sorry, he's he's done. He's done. He, he just needs to retire. He, after this. he has said he's he needs to retire again. Yeah, he he's done. 
He's done. He knows he's a blocking tight end. He he got hit for the first time in week one against the Saints. He was like, yeah, this ain't for me. This ain't for me. <laughs> Looks like he's walking on Legos when he's trying to run his routes. So this next one didn't quite happen the way I predicted it to. It wasn't it wasn't the blowout I I expected, but Baltimore still got it done against the Washington name Redacteds. Uh, they didn't get pecked into oblivion like I thought. Uh, 31-17. Dwayne Haskins ain't it. He's just not. I'm I'm sorry. He's just not. We yeah, I mean it. It, it. it sucks. Um, he really hasn't been dealt a fair card. He hasn't, but. It, it, it's just a, it's just the nature of the business that he's going to get moved on from. Uh, maybe a team picks him up and he can uh, kind of turn turn it around, but he just hasn't had you know a, a team fully backing him. Ron Rivera clearly doesn't want him as the quarterback. Uh, I think he's made that known by bringing in Kyle Allen, um, and he's probably going to start very very soon here in the next couple weeks. But yeah, I mean. Outside Terry McLaurin, I mean, who else you have? <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you, every, you have your defensive line. Yeah, I mean, their defensive line is the best in football, but it doesn't matter when your back end is horrible with uh, Troy Apke, who just needs to be re- replaced like yesterday. Uh, and they need a new safety, so maybe Javon Holland to Washington football team. They need an entirely new offensive line. Well, yeah, they need that, obviously, but they're going to need some defenders as well. They're going to need a whole end. new team. Yeah, they they got a lot of deficiencies. They got a lot. Sure. Uh, I did not. But they're but they're they're still somehow tied for first. So, no. or well, or in second place, second place. My bad, second place. How dare tied you? For, tied for second. There you go. I didn't see this next result coming. I did not think that. I knew this one was going to be close. I did not see Carolina. Beating Arizona. Arizona's dropped two in a row now. Yeah, Arizona's look like pretenders. Um, they still got a lot of work to do. Uh, Vance Joseph doesn't know how to use Isaiah Simmons. And, Shocker. I said that and, back in April. And that is the story of their defense. Do you know what the um, best they, thing to come out of this game was? Rob, Robbie Anderson watching the teams. Oh, yeah, singing sing Sweet Carolina. Robbie Anderson in Carolina has been the greatest thing that happened to the NFL in a long time because he's just so confused by everything going on around him. Like, what's that bear over there? That's our mascot. It's a panther. His name is Sir Purr. Sir <laughs> Y'all just be like, what's up, Sir Purr? Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, he's got this just amazed grin on his face at all times. Watching him, the team sing Sweet Caroline, you can tell he's never heard that song before. So he's just like, Cool. It, it, like jaw just on the floor. It's been amazing. He's like, y'all really, he's like, y'all really rocked at this, don't you? <laughs> like, it, he, was, it, it, he was not impressed. Okay, I. He, you want to know what he's projected for this year? 112 yards. Oh, sorry, 112 yeah, cat, catches on 136 targets. 1,508 yards, four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Kyler He's Murray really hasn't numbers though, man. Yeah, Kyler Murray, man. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I don't know. Honestly, I I really don't know because against the Lions, we had three picks last week. So no picks this week, but average four yards of completion. Carolina, man. I told. I tried to tell uh, Jared that Carolina. 
better than expected. They are not going to get a top five pick. Mad at this. I wonder if Jared Feinberg's mad at this. I don't think so. He's not. He said he, he wants a team to succeed. So obviously he wants Trevor Lawrence because he's a Clemson fan. But um, that ain't happening. Now. That's not going to happen. The Jets would like a word with you. The Jets, they don't even want a word. They're just there. They're just there, <laughs> honestly. Um, the, the game that got Bill O'Brien fired, 31-23, <laughs> lost to the Vikings. <laughs> we don't need to talk anymore about this. Nah, nah. Vikings fight. On. Justin Jefferson looks really good. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Shut up with your Justin Jefferson talk. <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Although, you know. although if he was in Philly, he'd probably be hurt. But then again, Philly loves their fast injury-prone guys. So, true. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to these uh, these afternoon games, uh, these late afternoon games. I again thought that the Rams were going to just annihilate uh, the Giants. That did not happen. Seventeen no. to nine. I don't the know Giants what to make of. Defense is good. Their defense is good. With the exception of that game against San Fran, they've yeah. been okay. But I'll tell you, just like we said that, that Dwayne Haskins ain't it, Daniel Jones sure as hell ain't it. I could have told you that Daniel Jones wasn't it the like 45 seconds after you drafted him. It's like he has tools, but he just turns the ball over so much. It's just so bad. He just cannot hold on to the ball. They can't run the ball at all. Wayne Gallman, their leading rusher this this week, six carries, 45 yards. Daniel Jones fumbled yet again. Um, he threw another interception. 23 of 36, 190 yards, QBR 42. Quarterback rating, uh, uh, sorry, uh, like the, got sorry, ESPN has QBR and the rating. Uh, quarterback rating of uh, 65. Which is not good. You know, they can't get Darius Slate in the ball because the offense just sucks. Again, like you said, that defense is good. And then switching over to the Rams, I mean, Cam Akers is hurt. Couldn't run the ball. This game must have been the most – I feel bad for a guy, Jake Ellenbogen, for yeah. having to watch this game. Because that – it just – It was, a, it was not great. That. It looks it so great. boring. Actually, you know what? Pretty much all of these after anything that kicked off on Sunday after about one o'clock. Well, was basically, when we found out the Chiefs and Patriots were not playing at four twenty-five, the rest of the game just didn't matter. Oh yeah, yeah. Let let let's talk about uh, let's let's talk about supremely endowed Nicholas versus old man Philip. That was even worse. Yeah, nineteen to eleven. <laughs> I previewed that this game was going to be super boring because neither of these offenses are good. And ta da! Like, oh my god! You know, the leading rusher for this game was Jonathan Taylor with sixty-eight yards. Leading hey, rusher. Shout out to Jay Taylor, though. Yeah, uh, David Montgomery, ten carries, twenty-seven yards. They continue to underutilize him in Chicago, but it's Chicago. Yeah. What do I expect? Yeah, everything about this game just—I didn't even. I, this game was so bad, I didn't even watch highlights of it. Don't need to. No, no, no. Two Don't teams are not make. Two teams are probably not making the playoffs. And the, the thing is, they're both three and one. Yeah, and just just give just give it like five, six more weeks, so they won't be talked about anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> um, Bills, man, the Bills. Yeah, they're good. The Bills. They're that, good. That is that is the tweet. The Bills. Simply the Bills. Their defense showed up for the first time all all season. 
Yeah, they did. Because uh, last week, last week was abomination against the Rams. They almost blew a big lead. I almost want to count a, do a drinking game of every time you say abomination. Yeah, uh, I, there's a there's a lot of bad bad football <laughs> being played right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Bills look good. Josh Allen continues to have his trajectory. He's a He's a silent MVP candidate at this point. Stefan Diggs is looking really good in that offense. Almost like getting getting him a number one receiver really helped. Wild. What happens when you try to build around the quarterback? Yeah, right. Every young co- team that's that's made the, the playoffs has been young quarterback surrounded by star players. Yep. I don't want to talk about this next game. <laughs> I don't. But I'm going to because, well, it, it was a game. It took place. I did not watch the first half. I was uh, busy watching 90 Day Fiance like I was uh, always going to do. And, yeah. I was watching Big Brother, by the way. Yeah, see? It, it's yeah. the tradition. So I finished watching 90 Day Fiance. And then I threw on the game because it was about midway through the third quarter. And I don't know whether this is coincidence or not, Devin, but the moment that, that first of all, the Eagles took the lead uh, and then scored on back-to-back plays. CF, former CFLer Alex Singleton, pick six, great play. You love to see it. Got the Eagles up 15. I'm like, all right, sweet. I guess we, I can kind of relax. No, no, Philly's got to find a way to give the game back to San Francisco because I can't have nice things. I just spent the previous, the previous night shitting all over the state of Mississippi. So I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't have back to back great nights. That's not possible. Well, they started coming back. And then the Eagles proceeded to do absolutely nothing for the rest of the game. Now, again, both of these teams have more players on the injured list than Jehovah's has, than Jehovah has witnesses. And I'm watching this game, and I'm watching the Eagles just slowly start to give it away to the point mm-hmm. where it's up for grabs. And somehow C.J. Beathard's now playing quarterback. And this game was so boring to watch. This game almost put me into a coma. Um, and then... Last play, it's hauled up. It's almost caught. Darius yeah. Slay does the first thing he's done in an Eagles jersey, which is knock the ball away. And then I fell asleep on the couch. And Sounds you know like what? Her. I think the best part about that night was falling asleep on the couch. Yeah, that game was uh, forgettable. So bad. Uh, the, only, the only thing you can point out from that game, uh, George Kittle had 15 receptions for 183 yards, which yeah. is ridiculous. It's in ridiculous. a loss. Which yeah, I mean, when you – when you got Nick Mullins and uh, Beathard at quarterback, you're not going to win shit. <laughs> I mean, I'll, let's be honest here. Let's be let's be honest, man. Um, the Eagles are so bad that even when they win, I'm still not happy. Let me pose a partic- uh, potential scenario. Go for it. What if the 49ers trade for Trey Lance? I'm here for it. I'm here because, for it. Let- but what else they out. need? But, what else they need? But hear, but hear me out. This is why you got an injury-prone quarterback right now, and Jimmy Garoppolo. This could be a forty. This could be a Baltimore Ravens situation. Joe Flacco was hurt all the time, constantly needing backups. 
it got hurt that year that Lamar Jackson came in. And then Lamar Jackson took over the team and never looked back. Could put a potential scenario where one of those top, top end quarterbacks go to, you know, 49ers, maybe a Kyle Trask, you know, maybe, you know, someone like that, someone that's making a rise. Maybe they go to the 49ers and then, you know, Garoppolo, man, I, I just don't know if he's going to be the long term thing for them because he's just hurt so much. So it's like maybe, Philly with, with 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 Carson Wentz. So may, maybe the 49ers are in a market for a quarterback. I know they need some help on the back end uh, corner. They they need some help at corner because uh, Richard Sherman is getting up there in age, too. Um, and obviously they're missing Joey Bosa. Uh, no, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. I, I, do, I do that all the time. Nick Bosa. They're missing Nick Bosa. Um, maybe they get a quarterback, man. Maybe. The Eagles are so bad even when they win. I'm not happy. Um, I don't want them to win this division. I don't. Mostly because I don't want to be sitting here in January trying to root on a team that's 5-10-1 to win a playoff game. Hey, first place sucks. in division, though. First place. Oh, boy. We'd be dead last in literally every other division other than the AFC East. That's true. Like, there is, there is, I was looking at, I think every division in the NFC, the Eagles would be third at best record-wise. Third at best. They're going to get a home playoff game. They are one, two, and one. Hey, uh, cold in Philly, anything can happen. (laughs) All right, we'll move on. Uh, The Monday night game. I was going to stare at you for that one. (laughs) The Monday night game. Through these next two Uh, games. I didn't. Yeah. You watched these. I I did not. I did not I watch the, the highlights game. Actually, I did not watch right. the. Falcons I watched game. the highlights of these games, so I'll say that. Um, the Chiefs are the new Patriots. They win everything forever, always, and you just have to get used to it. Yeah, the thing was like, Mahomes really didn't look fantastic, and the Patriots defense. They, for some reason, Bill Belichick has a solid game plan every year against Patrick Mahomes. Except for that one year that they got blown out. Um, they got an answer for him, you know? Um, they just didn't have a great quarterback play at all. Um, Hoyer. Yeah, let's talk about, the, let's talk about the Patriots quarterback situation right now. Um, right now, so, obviously, so have people, COVID. Yeah. People tried to tell me that Jared Stidham was going to be starting over Cam Newton. Nope. Nope. Was QB eight in that class? Their backup quarterback can't even make smart decisions twice in the red zone. He messed he up. was twenty twice. Was he twenty? What what draft was he? Was he twenty nineteen? Who Stidham? Yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah. You want to know the players I had ahead of Jarrett Stidham at that position? Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, Will Greer, yikes, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, also yikes, Tyree Jackson, also yikes, played in the XFL, Brett Rippin. Ryan Finley hasn't taken a snap. Then Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, before I get to Stidham, uh, Hoyer ain't it. He's not. Um, Stidham ain't it. Neither of them are it. You see why the Patriots went out and got Cam Newton. I mean, they they have nothing. They have nothing with those guys. Nothing. Uh, Hoyer couldn't can't even hold on to the ball. Can't make smart decisions. Uh, they were in the red zone before halftime, and you can't take a sack. They have no timeouts left. What 12 seconds left? He's in a pocket. He tries to escape the pocket like he's Cam Newton got sacked in the end of the half. Then they went back to the red zone, and I believe he threw a pick. Or he fumbled or something. He did something. Yeah, he fumbled. He, he fumbled, and that was the end of the game right there. <laughs> and then Stidham threw two picks. Yep. And he threw one of he threw a pick six to uh Tyron Matthew, I believe. So to end the game. Effectively hey, you know end the he, game. He had a four yard touchdown pass though to Nikhil Harry. So uh I just want people to appreciate how much Cam Newton is bringing to this team because he's literally the offense. Yeah, <laughs> literally. yeah it's so. it's bad. It's bad. All right. And I predicted it last game. I said there'd be no 15-point lead for Atlanta to blow this week. Oh, hell no. Want to know why? Because they weren't going to have the lead at any point. And they didn't. Dominated. <laughs> Dominated. Um, First now of all, I have a question for you. Who the hell is Robert Tanyan? I don't know, but Aaron Rodgers is inventing new ways to get uh, these players um, in the spotlight. I have no idea who this guy is. He's a tight end from Indiana State. And he led the team in receiving. Eight catches, nine, sorry, six catches, 98 yards, three tutties, man. This would have been a great week to have Robert Tanyan on your fantasy team. Yeah, no one did. Except <laughs> <laughs> so no one did. Other than probably Robert like Tanyan had. like 1.8% one, of teams. Leagues have him even as like a. Like, I don't even think Robert Tanyan owns Robert Tanyan in Robert Tanyan's fantasy, you know, league. Here, here, here is the. You want to hear a quote from Aaron Rodgers on Go the Pat McAfee it. show? I sometimes yeah. laugh when people talk about down years for me because a lot of times down years for me are career years for most quarterbacks. Woo! I mean, he's not wrong, but sheesh. He just made me make whatever that noise was. <laughs> Yeah, he he's coming he's coming with heat, man. He's coming with the heat. Yeah, we pissed um, off Aaron Rodgers. We have pissed yeah, yeah. off Aaron Rodgers. Well, oh my actually, God. He's, a, face, he's facing he's facing Tampa next week. Oh, that's gonna be spicy. Aaron Rodgers is washed versus old man Tom Brady. That's gonna be that's gonna be popcorn. Get your popcorn, in. dude. The okay, tell me when the Packers get a loss. In this in this upcoming schedule, at Tampa, maybe, maybe at at Houston, absolutely not. Home against the Vikings, they're probably gonna destroy the Vikings. At uh, at San Fran, oh, it depends on if they get people healthy, get back healthy. That, but they they're probably gonna beat them this year. <laughs> Home against the. Home against the Jaguars. That's a sleeper. At the Colts. Good God. Home against the Bears. We're into December now. Home against the Eagles. Good luck. <laughs> At the Lions. 
they're going to be imploded by then. Home against the Panthers. They might not even have stars playing for that game. Home against the Titans. They're not starting anybody in that game. At the Bears. I don't know. BDN might be in full effect trying Dude, to get them into the playoffs. We're talking like 12 and 4. We're talking like 12 and 4. Worst they, case might scenario. Be, they might be 13 and 3 again. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron's pissed. Aaron is pissed off and he's just taking it out on the NFL. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for today. We went a little long, but that, that just be how it is now. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you again later this week. Devin and I got to talk about scheduling in terms of when that's going to come out. Um, let's see. It's Wednesday when, when you guys are listening to this, probably try to do Friday again, record Friday morning, have it out to you Friday afternoon, Friday evening. So you get all your fixes in. We can talk about the Thursday night game, which this week is. Ah, it's the Bears and Buccaneers. Okay. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really, not really interested in that. Oh no, the the Packers have a bye week this week. So, so they get the next Tampa week. next. Yeah, they get Tampa next week. Yeah, this is. Oh man, this is not, this is a bad slate of NFL games, man. I don't know if you've checked out the schedule. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it's like all teams that are above 500. Just uh, like the, the the good game on the schedule is Bills and Titans. If that happens, if that happens. Other than that, we don't have a single other game in which two teams over 500 face each other, with the exception of Bears and Bucks. Wow. We just can talk a lot of college. But yeah, we'll be back later in the week to, uh, to preview the college week. Uh, so until next time, I'm Mike Hernishan. You can follow me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You can follow Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter, Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. Uh, follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at Blue Chip Scout. Uh, I just put out an article uh, earlier, or I guess late last week, where I looked at the fu- immediate futures of every quarterback selected and starting. There's the key term. Um... 2016 and since, um, and basically, well, yes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes have either been paid or are about to get paid. There are a lot of questions surrounding pretty much everybody else. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson obviously fits into that, like, no real concern, but, like, could Dak, you know, move on from the Cowboys? Could the Eagles try to trade Carson Wentz? Is Sam Darnold salvageable where would he get traded like that type of stuff I, so i did a deep dive on that uh devin's always putting out quality content too um so until later this week for devin and myself y'all can take it easy we'll talk to you guys soon